Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. A lot of people love power. Power is good. I'm not saying power is not good. Power is good. But many people don't even understand how power should function because they don't have the right mind or the right mindset to use the power. Amen. Everything that we do in the body of Christ must come through the spirit, first of all, the mind, and then it will appear in the physical. Now, the mind is like the, if you know computer, you see every computer or even a television, there's a motherboard. Okay, and then whatever you see on the television, there's a software that runs through the motherboard and then the screen will appear. So when you put on, your, when you take your remote and you put on the television, it triggers a software that have to run through the motherboard for the pictures to show. In the same way, you see, Every one of us, when we got born again, our spirit or the spirit of God in us is what makes everything possible. That is the first thing. But the Holy Spirit in us needs to work with our minds. Why? Because the body will do what the mind tells it to do. And the mind will do what the spirit tells it to do. So the Holy Spirit influences our minds. And our minds influences our bodies. Now, you know, the soul is very, very important. The soul is, is the mind. It's where everything happens. The spirit is the source. It's the source of everything. But for something to happen... The spirit who created, right, gives it to the mind for the mind to release it through the body. As for the body, the body is like the, the executioner. The body only does what the mind tells it to do. The body cannot do anything if the mind has not given it permission. And the spirit, okay, oh sorry, and the mind can also not think about anything if there is no spirit influencing the mind. In other words, the way you think depends on the spirit that is influencing your mind. Your thoughts, your actions are based on the spirit that is influencing it. Now, 
Let, let me say something very important. You know, in the Greek, the word of God, the term, the word, comes from the Greek word logos. In fact, we have two main words, logos and rhema. But logos is important for a reason. I want, to, I, want, I want you to understand something. Just follow me. Logos is what we get the English word logic. 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 And when you say logic, what does it mean? Something mental. Right? Now, when you read John chapter number one, the Bible talks about the fact that Jesus is the logos of God. Listen, oh, Jesus is the logos of God. It's not the rhema, but the logos. In other words, logos, you will say, oh, this is the word, as in, like, phonetics, word of God. But when you study the Bible, the word is not just made up of, like, words that we are speaking. Logos is the mind of God. In other words, when you hear God's word, okay, listen, when you hear God's word, you are not just hearing alphabets put together. No. There is a meaning behind, and that is the mind of God. See, I told you some time ago, I remember very well, but I was listening and I told you that words are a summary of a thought. If you tell someone, come. Now, come is a word. Okay? But when you look into the dictionary, you find that come has a meaning. Okay, someone should Google Google the meaning of come. Just come, come. I, I want you. To, I want to use it as an example. Come, C O M E, come. I, I I just want us to understand what I'm trying to teach. Have you found it? Come, the meaning of come. Let me have it. It says come means move or travel towards or into a place thought of as near or familiar to the speaker. So which means that instead of me telling you oh, move towards me. Eh? Move or travel towards me. Instead of me saying all these plenty words, all that I have to say is what? Come. So you will hear calm, but calm has a meaning. I am trying to communicate what is in my mind to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, am, I want you to understand today. I am trying to communicate what is in my mind. All of us here, the names that we are, we are called has a meaning, right? All of us, there is no name that has no meaning. All of us, our names, they have a meaning. That should tell you that though I am called Peter, Peter is just that word that is representing a thought 
a meaning, a mind. All right? I, I, do you understand up to this point? Because I'm going to teach you something. Okay. Now, if that is the case, it means that the logos of God, right, which is the word of God, is the expression of God's mind. Is the communication of the mind of God. Now, how does this mind come about? The mind of the Logos of God comes because of the Spirit of God. Okay? When God says something, when God says something, it is coming from the Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit is the source of the Logos. Okay? The spirit, which represents the nature you have, determines what you think. And what you think determines what you will even communicate or say. I know what I'm saying. A poor person, it's easy for a poor person to think or have the mind to speak poor things. Because the spirit that is controlling the person is poverty. So the mind cannot think anything beyond poverty. Somebody too who is rich, because he has money, he's not even thinking like the, the poor person. He's thinking of what he can do. Why? Because the spirit that is also controlling the person is prosperity. I get to what I'm saying now. So, your mind plays an important role in what you say and in what you do. Your spirit is what determines the state of your mind. And your mind determines the state of what you can even say. Because whatever you say is a representation of what is in your mind. Whatever you do is a representation of what is in your mind. And what is in your mind is the state, listen all, is the state of the position of your spirit. Whatever spirit is controlling you is the state of your mind. It's the state of your mind. So, when you got born again, remember that we had been controlled by the spirit of this world for a long time. So now, we are subject to a new spirit. The spirit of God. And if we are now having the spirit of God, then it means that we ought to renew our minds from the way we used to be when we were largely controlled by the spirit of this world to now start thinking to align with the spirit of God. So if our mind is renewed in accordance with the spirit of God, then it means that our state of thinking and the state of our minds will also reflect the glory and the nature of God. I get what I'm saying. 
very, very important I lay this foundation. Because until, until you understand this, you may still be thinking as the old person you used to be. But then you'll be blaming God for the things that are not going on right with you. Because for whatever you have become in the spirit, your mind ought to be what? Receptive of this new nature. So that this new nature can come alive. Your new nature must come alive. But when it comes alive, it comes through the medium of your mind. What you are thinking. You cannot, you cannot think on one hand, oh, I am very, very spiritual today. And on the other hand, you are, you are, no. Your mind ought to be influenced because the source of your mind is the spirit, the nature that you have. So the moment you change your mind, it means that whatever is in the spirit that is meant for you, you begin to see it. Because your mind is like the doorway that the spirit can walk through for the world to see what is inside of you. Until you change your mind, the world cannot see what is inside of you because the spirit has to come through the mind for the world to see. And what the world will see is what they will see on the outside. Because the world, they only see by the outward appearance. Romans chapter 12. That is our main scripture for the month. Romans chapter 12. I read from verse 1. It says, I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Let's all read verse 2 together. I want to go. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. There are, there, there are about three things that are important in this verse. Especially in the verse 2. First of all, it says, number one, don't conform to the world. That is the first thing. Write it down. Don't conform to the world. Number two, transform transform number two transform and number three you will prove the power of God or you prove the will of God that is more appropriate so the verse two we have three things say don't be conformed to the world two you will be transformed that is when you renew your mind and number three you will prove the will of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? Alright, very, very important. You see, what does it mean to conform to the world? To conform to the world means that you are still in bed with the world. You, you love the things of the world. You, you even enjoy it. There are some people you tell them, Let's go and pray. They will, they will not even want to pray. 
But they can sit behind the television and watch a movie for 10 hours. And they don't even feel tired. You see? Difference. And this person will come to church and maybe want to see the power of God work. It doesn't work like that. He said, don't be conformed to the world. But when you, see, this is what happened. When you stop aligning yourself to the patterns of the world, now do you know what happens? He said, you will be transformed. So, what brings the transformation is the renewing of mind. Why? Because the power of God has to work through your mind to bring you the transformation you are looking for. Oh, come on. Are you here? Now, the word believe. I have taught you. I think last year I taught you. The word believe. What does believe means? Believe simply means a change of mind. Change of mind. Why? There is so much importance placed on our minds that many Christians, they don't know of. A lot of Christians talk about the spirit, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit. Yes, the spirit is so important, but without the mind, the glory of the spirit cannot be seen. Why? It takes the mind to manifest the glory of the spirit. Remember, look at what we just read. He said, when you don't conform, you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then the third thing, you will prove the will of God. Because there are some people, they, so what shows that God is with you? Uh, you say God is with you, but look at all the things you are going to. You say, God, are you sure God is with you? Uh, are you sure? Are you sure you are a Christian? Now, the reason a lot of Christians are not able to prove the will of God is because their minds are blocking the flow of the spirit. And we're going to see it very soon. I'm going to show you in the Bible because a lot of Christians, you see, they have, the Bible says, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of God. When you see them, oh, in church, oh, they look all, you know, uh, Prefer like we call it in those days. They are all over the place. But it deep, deep, deep down in their minds and their heart, they deny the power of God. You see someone in church praying until you start speaking to the person and you tell the person, oh, this is what the Bible says. You say, oh, but even if the Bible says it's but. Meaning that the person is just in church and pretending to be all that but they don't uphold the realities of God's will. Your mind is the door for the will of God to manifest. And what is the will of God? The will of God is the glory of God. Amen. The will of God is the glory of God. For example, if someone is sick and God heals the person, that is the will of God that has manifested. That is the glory of God. God doesn't want people to be sick. He doesn't want people to be poor. He doesn't want people to be beggarly. But why is it that some people are like that? Because there's a blockade. 
in their minds. Their mind keeps on telling them, this cannot work. This cannot work. Which means that there is another spirit that is asserting the mind. Are you here? Can you hear me? That is asserting the mind. And letting the mind to think differently. So even though the spirit is there, the spirit is full of blessings. The spirit is full of power. The mind is saying that, nah, 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 nah. Charlie, things are not the same anymore. So if you want to see real transformation in you, the first thing you have to do from today, you have to change the way you think. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter the level of anointing. You cannot do anything for anyone whose mind is not changed. Write it down. Don't look at me, right? It doesn't matter the level of anointing. You cannot do anything for anyone whose mind is not changed. You cannot. Yeah. Look in the Bible. If, if, if many times Jesus, he wanted to heal someone. The person didn't believe. Nothing happens. The mind. He went to his own town. The Bible says he could not do many miracles there. Why? Because the people, they were thinking, ah, it's not this Jesus that, you know, the, the, the son of the carpenter, he, he used to be walking here. Uh, we, uh, this guy, now he's saying he's the Messiah. This guy. Oh. I can you say you are the Messiah? You that we, all, we grew up with you. Maybe some of them will say, oh, I even gave him food some time ago when his mother was not at home. Now he says he's the Messiah. Now he went there. Those who believed, in other words, those whose mind agreed with him, they received their sign and wonder. But those whose minds were doubting, they received nothing. So whatever you want to see from today, in you, whatever you want to see, the first thing you must is to change your mind. Tell neighbor, it's time to change your mind. Now, are you here with me? I said the first thing you must do is to do what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Amen. Go to James. Open your Bible to James chapter number 1. I want to read, it's going to be a long read, but I want to start reading from verse 2. James, the book of James, chapter number 1. I read from verse number 2. Amen. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. You know, there are some Christians, the moment one or two things start happening in their lives, they say, ah, where is God? God, God, why have you forsaken me? He said, nah, rather, count it all joy when certain things begin to happen. In other words, be very happy. Verse 4. 
But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let's all read verse 7 together. One to go with a loud voice. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Wow. Did you see that? So, do you see why there are some people, they can pray for 10 hours, shout for 50 hours, and nothing happens? This is the reason. Oh, God. Oh, God. Do this for me. Let this happen in Jesus' name. Amen. As soon as they finish praying like that, they meet their brother. Oh, child, bro, how is everything? Charlie, things are hard. Though. Things are too hard. Ah, were you not this person who just finished praying? Were you not just this person who just finished praying and telling God, God, let your will be done in my finances. Let me have that job. Didn't you just pray about that? So why is it that when this your friend met you and asked you how is this, you are shouting things are hard. You see, meaning that you asked God and you spoke to God, alright, but you are still a double-minded person. He said, let this person, he said, forget, you will never receive anything from God. See, that is why sometimes me, eh, I find it a bit difficult sometimes to pray about something over and over and over again. Personally, me. Sometimes, sometimes, no, sometimes I pray about something again and again, and especially when I'm led to pray about it. But under normal circumstances, I don't like praying about something over and over again. Why? Why do I say that? When we read First John chapter 5, didn't the Bible say that when we pray, God hears us? And it says that if you know that God has heard you, what do you do? If you know God has heard you, what else do you do? Why do you go again and you shout again to him? And there are many people who think that prayer is by shouting. I told you the last time. And I told you that the reason sometimes we add all those emotions to it, it's not because of God. It's because of us, so that people will not sleep. It's the truth. When we are praying and, you know, we are praying. Some of you, by the time I open my eyes, Charlie, you'll be snoring. You are gone. Sleeping. Even when our voice is high, people are sleeping. How much more our voice is soft? Even whilst we are shouting, people are sleeping. And imagine want to be very nice and gentle. Sometimes I want to talk very, very soft. I want to talk very gentle. But I realize that by the time I finish talking, people are sleeping. Even when I'm shouting, people are sleeping. Hey. So you realize that some of these things is not because of God, though. it's because of us that we do these things to to. No, so that people can get the momentum and still be praying. But ideally, 
when you pray and you know that God has heard you and you believe that God has heard you, the next thing you do, thanksgiving. If Christians are going to be honest, the prayer of thanksgiving would be like 99% of our prayers. 1% asking, 99% thanking him. Because we know he has heard us. And we know he will do it so far as he has said us. So our mind is what determines what happens. You see, if somebody is double-minded, what does it mean to be double-minded? Doubtful. Uh, they say it in you, not giant and oh, mean that oh, you say it, you believe it. On the other hand, oh, I don't believe it. Ah, oh, this one say, ah. oh no. You see, today he's saying that, oh yes, we'll do it. The next minute he say, Oh no, I've changed my mind. I won't do it again. Ah, why? I don't believe what we said will work. Oh, okay, you I'll do it. Oh no, I won't do it. See, a double person, what do you want from God? Because even you, you don't know what you want. That is what a double-minded person is all about. It shows that you don't know what you want. Ask your neighbor, do you know what you want? No, ask him, do you know what you want from God? I have a friend who, who recently, just three weeks ago, has traveled to the U.S. His, his wife and child is there, so they've... You know. See, this guy, his nickname is Shakespeare. This guy, perfect. There's no day I will not meet this guy or even talk to him on a phone or chat. As soon as I chat him, he said, Apostle, I'm chatting to you from New York, but he was in Ghana. Do you know why? He said, I have made up my mind that no matter what, I have to go and join my wife and my kids. Nothing will change it. Even when he went to them, I said the first time and they bounced him. He said, oh, this is what they are joking. They think they can stop me. I'm going. He went to the embassy. They bounced him. He said, I'll, I'll go. Nothing changed his mind. I remember we met and said, ah, so Charlie, uh, have you given up? He said, ah, Apostle, there we go. Nah. Uh, they bounced, but we are, we are working again. We are going. <laughs> As I was speaking, three weeks ago, he left. Why? The guy had one mind. He knew what he wanted from God. You today, you want God to open a shop for you tomorrow. You want to sell ice cream tomorrow. You want to, what do you want from me? What do you want from God? Ask God. You want this. Every day you want this. You, want, you, you don't know what you want. That is why you come, yeah, you'll be praying, ah, nothing will happen because you don't know what you want. Your mind is not one. I get what I'm teaching you. Yeah. This is the difference between somebody who will see the glory of God and somebody who will not see it. When your mind is stable, when we pray, have one mind. I was telling myself last night, I said, I believe, I don't doubt. I was telling, I was, it's like I was, more or less, it was a prayer. I was, it just came from my mind in a subtle way. I said, I believe with all my heart that this year we will not end up being this place again. I, 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 I refuse to doubt. Whether the money has arrived or it has not arrived, I know my God. See, just this past week, God has done two serious things for me to believe that this man is still with me. So why are you doubting? Why are you having a double mind? If you believe you are sitting here, you are, you are rich, and that Jesus took away your poverty and made you rich, why are you thinking that you are poor? That is the question you must be asking yourself. So why don't you start thinking like a rich person? If I were you, when I go on internet, I'll be researching how rich people they behave, how rich people dress up, how rich people talk, how rich people, so that you, your mind will change. 
some of you, if I take you to some place, you'll be looking around that you, your head will hit something because you, you don't even know how. You, know, you cannot even imagine that, hey, no, has Apostle brought me here? Amen. Yeah. I remember, I told you this story before. Even before I held the steer, the steering to start driving, I was driving in the spirit. I'm telling you the truth. Many times I saw myself driving and the spirit of God in me was so strong that when I was learning to drive, only 15 minutes. I didn't go to a driving school. A friend taught me how to drive. 15 minutes. We went to a park with a, a manual pickup. He said, okay, bro, this is how they start a car. He taught me. I said, okay. And then he said, if you want to move, you do this. You move. I said, okay. Can you try? I said, no problem. I, want to sit. I just went to sit behind the, the steering. The thing is, it was that as I was sitting there, I knew me, I'm a driver. <laughs> so I, I just moved the thing. He said, hey, Charlie, what movie identify? I said, it's okay. It's level like one thing. You have to go reverse. But the reverse, be very careful because the reverse gear is faster. So if you're not careful, you can move faster. I said, oh, no problem. I put in the reverse. We went back. So wow, wow. I said, Charlie, are we done? And I'm driving. And I don't know. I said, I, I said, let's hit the main road. I said, ah, are you ready to go? I said, let's go to the main road. We entered the main road. My first car I met was a tipper truck. <laughs> the devil is a liar. <laughs> I said, I saw the tipper truck. I said, wow. <laughs> I took my time and I drove past the tipper truck. That was it. The mind. Say the mind. No, say the mind. Say it well. Have one mind. If you don't have the mind of Christ, you realize that everything about Christ will not interest you. It will not interest you. There are some people there in the church. They still have the mind of, of the world. They want, they want how the world does its things. Ah, if you don't have the mind of the world, like will you be staking bets whilst you are in church? You are thinking like the world. You don't, you don't, believe, that, you don't believe that your God can prosper you. So there are people in church. They are in church, all right. They have the mind of the world. They are staking bets. Because they have seen some billboard that says that if you stake bets, you can become rich tomorrow. They want to be rich tomorrow. Amen. But they don't know that in Christ, there's a better way of prospering. Amen. Come on, are you here with me? It all begins in your mind. Tell anybody, it begins in your mind. Oh, say it to us. Say it begins in your mind. Amen. Now, let's go to Philippians. I just want to lay the foundation today. Philippians chapter number two. Philippians chapter number two. Now, it's very, very important verse. I read from verse 1. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 1. It said, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, now pay attention to the words, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. This is where the problem is. 
The main cause of division is that our Nadri, Mr. Sumo, Madrin. You have your own mind. What you are thinking is different from what I'm thinking. But if you're going to see the glory of God, you must have the same mind. You cannot think differently from what I'm thinking. If we are going to buy this pillar, right? And you feel that, oh, instead of we buying a wooden pillar, we should buy a metal pillar. But I feel that we should buy a wooden pillar. That's the beginning of confusion. That's all. That's all. Why do you have, you know, that is why one, let me tell it, I'll say it and say it again. That is why one of the greatest evil, listen to what I'm saying, you know. That is why one of the greatest evil that has happened to this world. Do you know what it is? Do you know? Democracy. I'm telling you. Democracy is one of the greatest evil in this world. Many people don't know. God never, even before we got to our time, in those days, God never set up democracy. He put a king. Why? Because, you see, the king, as the one leader of the people, can have a divine relationship with God, and God can direct his wisdom into that king, so that the people can be blessed. But we are practicing democracy. Even if God tells the president, do A, the opposition will say you cannot do it. We don't want it. You cannot do it. We don't agree with you. So there's always disagreement on the land. And where there's disagreement on the land, do you know what happens? The devil always finds his way. Go to America right now. Go and see what is going on in America. It's very sad. One party says, we want to take guns out of the street. Another party says, no, 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 no. Owning a gun is a right of every citizen. So they should continue having guns. And I saw a video just yesterday. Somebody just walked into a barbering shop. A barbering shop. A black guy entered the barbering shop, pointed the pistol at the, the barber, pop, 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 shot him dead. And the guy who was being barbered, apparently he was a police guy, not on duty. So he managed to escape the gunshot and he pulled his gun that was on him and shot the shooter from behind and killed him also. There was a gun um, fair just last week in the U.S. 18-year-old can walk into a shop, a stand, and go and buy a gun. Buy a gun like you are buying rice from the groceries. They buy the gun. They walk out. Today, it's like out of every 10 Americans you see walking on the street, you'll find like six carrying guns on them. So they're listing, they pull their gun. And you see, that thing is a demon. You know, when you have a gun, it's like a spirit. You feel like you are so powerful. So the least thing somebody does, you want to pull a gun. Imagine it was a king that was ruling America. The king just has to say, no gun is allowed here. That was it. There will be no, uh, this one, I agree. I don't, I don't agree. No, no, no. One word from the king is done. Simple. Go to all those countries that still have proper monarchy. 
Not where they have mixed it with democracy. When you go to the Arab countries, they are still practicing proper monarchy. Go and see them. They are developing. Why? Because if one person is leading a country and God pulls the wisdom there, that people can flow. You see? That is why we must always have the same mind. If you see a people that is always prospering, then those people, they have the same mind. Yeah. The Bible says, Amos 3, 3, how can you work together? How can two work together? Except they agree. The same mind. Oh, the husband says, he wants to take the children to this school. The wife says, oh no, we want to, I want this one. Disagreement is the beginning of divorce. How can you have a mind of your own in a marriage? You can't. I get what I'm saying. So, one mind is what produces the glory. Having a mind, a renewed mind. That is why, now, all that God is saying is that you used to think like you were in the world. Now, it is time to change from that thinking and start thinking the same way Christ thinks. Let's read on. I want to show you something. Verse 3. It says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Now, can we all read verse 5 together? I want to go. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He said, let not, don't do things out of selfishness. You see the mind that produces prosperity. When we think together, agree. Agree. The same mind. Praise the Lord, somebody. When we have the same mind, things happen differently. But if we are having different minds, do you know what happens? There's no progress. Even if even if what you are thinking, you think is better than what is being offered. For the sake of progress, you allow what has been brought on board to be done. When that is done and it doesn't work out, then you also bring you what is in your mind. So that it will also take the thing to the next level. Even if the other one works out, you can always bring what is in your mind so that the thing can be made better. As you told me, I don't agree, I don't agree. Oh, I don't agree. Selfishness is the reason people always don't think about the same things. So they think about themselves. They think about themselves. They don't think about other people. Praise the Lord. So, if you want to see a transformed life, if you want to see a changed life, it begins in your mind. Eh, if you like, come. Let me lay hands on you. You fall down. You scream. You roll on the floor. You jump. You do whatever. And when all is said and done, and you don't change your mind, I've done nothing. Nothing will happen. But somebody will also have that same encounter and say, wow, today something has changed. I've been touched by God. Something has changed. You, are, you meet a person out there. Is everything okay? Say, yes, something has changed. God touched me today. I know my life is beautiful. You see, 
and you will see that that person's life will be different. That is why Paul said in Romans 12, he said when you renew your mind, you'll be able to prove, prove, show the will of God. In other words, when God heals you and you, you, your mind okay, is in agreement, you will let people know. Like, you know, the time that the, the what do you call it? Jesus healed that, that guy, the 38-year-old guy. The, the Sahindrin, the elders, they called him. He said, by, by, who, who made you whole? Who did this to you? He said, ah, whether you say Jesus is a false prophet to me, I don't know. But one thing I know, I was what? Blind. But now, that's all that matters. The mind was affected. You'll find people living in church, no matter what God does for them, their mind is still thinking in the wrong way. Even, see, you didn't have one CD yesterday. Even when God gives them thousand CDs today, so still the mind is not enough. Mind. Instead of you saying that, oh, Father, I thank you. Yesterday I didn't have even one CD, but today I have thousand. Father, I thank you. They will still say that, ah, even this thousand, what can they buy? Where the economy, even this thousand, we want bigger money. You are not even thanking God for that change from one to thousand. But it was something bigger. No. It doesn't work like that. Your change of mind is what determines your next level. Tell your neighbor, your change of mind is what determines your next level. How far you want to go depends on the mind you have. Not just the anointing you carry. Did you hear what I just said? Not just the anointing you carry. Not just the Holy Ghost you have. The mind, the mind, the mind. The mind you have. The mind you have. Not just the anointing you carry. Oh, me? I, can, I, cannot, I cannot sell this thing. You know. I'm not that type. Okay, fine. Somebody said me, I can sell this thing. And will sell it and become richer faster than you. Who, who you are waiting for a, a World Trade Center office before you start doing something. The mind you have is what determines what, how far you go. Are you here with me, somebody? The mind. I told you my story. When I went to the university, right from day one, I said, I'll come out with the first class. I didn't want anything as, uh, beside that. No, no. Nobody was able to convince me that, oh, even if you have second upper, it was okay. I said, no, I want first class. Finish. That was it. And that is exactly what I came out with. Because if I had allowed people to convince me, at one point, one of our lectures, he failed all of us. Imagine the subject he failed us. English. Ah. Now, even if you are born crying, you are And we all went to him and said, ah, master, what happened? He said, some people copied. I said, some people copied. Do you affect all of us? He said, we should rewrite again. When we rewrote, some of us, we blew the paper, and then he, he called us and he apologized. That, oh, the first one, it was out of anger. Nothing could stop us because we had our minds set on one thing. When you set your mind on one thing and then you allow God to feed your spirit through your mind. See, your words will change. What you say will change. That is the first sign that your mind is now, is now being worked on. The first sign that your mind is now correct 
is what you say. If you are sick and then you believe, you agree in your mind that you are healed. The first thing, when someone meets you and say, how are you? You will not say that, ah, Charlie, I'm managing you. No, no, you say, I am well. So your words will be the first thing to agree with your mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? The same thing, the same thing. As you are here, if you believe that you are rich, and they ask you, how, how are things? How is, how is your finances? You don't say, Charlie, things are hard. You say, I'm prospering. Amen, somebody. Because this is what you believe. And that shall be your story in Jesus' name. Oh, it didn't start a good amen. Shall be on our feet in the name of Jesus. I want us to pray. I want us to pray and I want us to pray very, very fervently. All that we want to pray is say, Father, help me to renew my mind. That's all. Because when your mind changes, then things will begin to work in the right direction. You can frustrate the power of God just by the way you are thinking. Just the way you are thinking. Even when, the, uh, even when God descends angels to your house, the way you are thinking will let them go. I'm telling you. Many people have lost their testimonies because of the way they were thinking. Bad mind. Bad mind. Some of you, you might, you might have had some promotions at your workplace. If not from the way you are thinking. The mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. If you can change your mind this morning, I can tell you that before the end of this year, you will not see yourself the same way as you are seeing yourself now. Are you here with me? So let this mind that is in Christ be in you. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.